Hi, this is Rick Ryman on Hijacking History. The crimes that Donald Trump may have committed may be known only to Trump and Robert Mueller, but history gives us some insight into what the course of justice might look like if events should take us there. Trump on trial. Indictment or impeachment. Today on Hijacking History. The Democrats appear to be careening towards impeachment. I say careening because they seem curiously unwilling to go there, even though few Democrats seem in doubt that Trump's wrongdoing rises to the level of impeachment. The incoming chairman of the Judiciary Committee said that Trump's actions were definitely impeachable, but that it might be unwise to actually impeach him. Clarifying, he said he wanted to wait for Republican support, as if doing the right thing requires that one first assemble a crowd. One reason for the reluctance is historical. All previous impeachments have only gone halfway, to a kind of public indictment. Impeachment means indictment. But not to the second step of removal from office. We are told that impeachment is 100% political. But if that is true, how could it ever lead to the removal of a president when two-thirds of the senators, or a bipartisan supermajority, would be needed for it to occur? One way would be for Republican voters to signal their rejection of Trump, thereby releasing their senators from their hypnotic trance of sycophancy. But few expect this to happen, and many prefer to allow a minority of 35% of the American people to dictate the course of American history on this point. The country seems to be caught in a legal logjam. It appears to be true that indictment of a sitting president, the Justice Department tells us, is illegal, while impeachment, which is legal, is politically impossible. Actually, indictment through the courts may not be the phantom it is generally assumed to be. According to the Harvard legal giant Lawrence Tribe, it is absurd to regard indictment as a legal nullity. Tribe makes a great case, arguing that the notion that the president is too busy to be indicted is a nonsensical argument. He points out that if the president is not too busy to sit through a trial in the Senate, He's not too busy to handle a conventional indictment and trial. Also, if Trump may have won the presidency as a result of the very crimes that he committed, it is illogical that he be protected by the very office that he stole. The bottom line is that if the Founding Fathers wanted to shield the president from a court indictment, they could simply have written such a protection into the Constitution. But they did not. Someone needs to write the history of how the Justice Department came to decide that a president could not be indicted. Even better, perhaps, the Supreme Court could be persuaded to rule on the proposition. The circumlocutions that would be required to demonstrate constitutional sanction for this position would have to be so precious that the court might actually overturn the Justice Department's position. Reinterpreting indictment or reinterpreting impeachment appear to be the only pathways to breaching today's legal logjam. (music) 
These issues are heating up because it is clear that Mueller's investigation is nearing completion. Just yesterday, 44 former senators urged their sitting colleagues to restore the reputation of the Senate as an august paladin of democracy, rather than as a seat of sycophancy as it has been the last two years. We are entering an extraordinary period in which people's reputations will be fixed for all time by what positions they will take. Hearings will be held beginning in January, votes will be taken, and impeachment will definitely be on the table. How the actors in the drama respond to those certainties will determine the direction of our democracy and, dare I say, its fate. Hijacking history will continue to track and contextualize these developments, looking at them from the vaunted vantage point of American history. Until then, happy listening.